0: Hey everyone, this is KBD Radio and I'm your host Autumn McGar. Hope everyone's staying well as the weather turns cooler. Uh, I apologize in advance for any ambient racket you might hear on this recording. I am still working from my living room and the neighbors have decided that they need to dismantle their house right now. In fact, many of us are still working from home due to quarantine, so we're chatting with Sarah Robertson of Studio Dearborn today about all the ways in which the role of the kitchen is evolving and how storage needs are changing in the face of a pandemic. Hi, Sarah. It's so great to have you with us today. Hi, Autumn. It's
1: so fun to be talking to you. I'm really excited.
0: Now, to start us off, uh, your design career actually began during another sort of tough time, the uh, crash of 2008. I I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you started your business at that time and what that was like.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, It was a challenging time. I was actually a real estate developer. I had been um, developing, you know, first renovating and then um, developing new construction um, for – I'd been in that business for – Uh, 12, 15 years, something like that. Um, and we, we got caught, you know, kind of right in the middle of it with a couple of really, um, nice properties up in Greenwich that, um, were sort of sitting on the market. Um, and so just for fun, um, I decided to host a party up there for some friends, um, just because I wanted to just feel good about the space. You know, we were, Mm -hmm. we were kind of kind of down because of the, um, what was going on with the economy. And I just said, Hey, you know, I want to have some fun in this space. It's a beautiful house. Um, so I invited some friends up and, uh, one of my friends saw the kitchen and said that she wanted me to do, um, her mother's kitchen for her. Um, and so, and you know, my response was honestly, I said, I don't do other people's kitchen. <laughs> and she somehow managed to talk me into it. She's a really good friend of mine. And, um, I was like, okay, fine, fine. I will help. Um, and coming out of that one, it was, you know, it was a really good time. I really enjoyed working with her. And then right after that, another friend, um, asked me to do their kitchen. And at that point I said, you know, gosh, is it time for me to start printing business cards? And, you know, my <laughs> friends were like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so that, you know, that was kind of the beginning of, um, you know, I, didn't do any more, um, didn't do any more developing after that. We sort of got out of those properties and I just kind of moved over into, uh, doing kitchens full time. So, and just here I am. So it. yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a slow process to build the business, but I also didn't have any, um, any real expectations or anything to really compare it to. Sure. Um, and so from that standpoint, it was good, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was, it was a slow growth period, but, um, I also had young kids and, um, so it was kind of perfect at the time. And it's, it has sort of, you know, it's ramped up, um, as my kids have gotten older and as the economy has gotten better, you know, so, um, it's, it's worked out really well.
0: Yeah. I know, uh, a lot of your designs focus heavily on storage tailored to the client's specific needs. Uh, can you walk me through your design process a bit? Like, how do you figure out exactly what those needs are and, and how to execute a design that, that serves those needs?
1: Yeah, I think there's there's a lot more talking um, and and meeting probably involved than than maybe what a lot of kitchen designers do. I'm I'm not really sure, but I I would assume that the amount of time invested in that process is is greater just because they need to um, figure out, I like to figure out how the client is currently using their own kitchen, you know, their existing kitchen um, and figure out how that translates into what their new space should look like and Mm -hmm. how it should function. So um, we'll spend a good bit of time just going through their existing kitchen assuming that that's accessible to us um you know in some cases the existing kitchens are already gone um so we might um we have to talk about it more in the abstract but if if they're still there in um in their old kitchen we will go through drawer by drawer and talk about you know what's in each drawer and ideally what how things would be organized better um how the workflow could be changed Mm -hmm. um and um, you know, just kind of thinking through the whole process of how they use their kitchen, who's in the kitchen, you know it's important to consider that there may be other um, family members in the kitchen. Um, so I love to understand, you know if is it just one of them, two of them are the kids participating? Um, and if so, where where are their workspaces, what are they working on? Um, so going through you know that whole process takes time. And so once, we're through that. Then I do a layout. Um, I do a a CAD layout that allows them to see the kitchen in 3D. Um, We can do walkthroughs. And, and really, and then at that point, we kind of dig into, okay, so what's the new kitchen going to look like, you know? Um, And we, again, we go through the functionality drawer by drawer, space by space, and think about who's doing what, where. Um, And I do, I really like my clients to do a virtual walkthrough in their own heads, you know, and i like them to do a, you know, hopefully when I'm not there with them to really think about what it's going to look like and feel like to be in their new kitchen going through their day, yeah. um, making breakfast and coffee in the morning, um, you know, making dinner in the early evening. Um, if there are kids sitting on the Island doing homework to kind of just think about that flow um, and what's going to work and what isn't because for every client it's different. And, it's just so important to get those major components in the kitchen in the right places and to have storage. there, kind of supporting all of those various activities.
0: Do you find that there are like certain elements that are requested more often than others? Do you find that there are uh, certain organizational solutions that tend to pop up time and time again?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of evolved over time. Um, there, you know, in the beginning, probably one of the first kind of big favorites was um, the paper towel drawer. Sure. And, you know, that's been something that we've put into almost every kitchen that I've done and in, in one form or another. Um, so that was kind of the first big thing that I had people literally tell me that, you know, they hired me because they wanted the paper towel drawer, <laughs> um, which kind of cracks me up. But now, what is the paper um, towel drawer? Did, it's, it's a drawer that's designed to hold the, uh, the roll of paper towels at the front of it. Hmm. Um, but it, it, it slides out like a normal drawer and then you can keep, um, dish towels or sponges or, you know, we, we will do different configurations for what's okay. left in the rest of the drawer. Yeah. So, um, cool. it's just super practical, you know, in the one that I have at my kitchen, we have, paper towels obviously in front and then all the dish towels, all the sponges, um, you know, scrub brushes. And then we have um, the bottom of it's lined in stainless so that we can kind of place things in there that are sort of damp and not worry about it. For sure. So that, yeah. So that was kind of the first um, first thing that people were looking for from me. And it's evolved to um, solutions that are around the range. For example, we'll do pull out for utensils, um, on one side and then oils and vinegars Mm -hmm. on the other. And that setup has been really popular. Um, and it's, it's not like, you know, no one else in the kitchen design world is, is doing these sorts of pullouts. Um, but I, I'm really all about, you know, having things be really visible, um, you know, super easy to grab and, and also pretty on the inside. And so, um, tried to take some of those ideas that maybe were already out there and make them make them prettier a little more custom feeling Mm -hmm. um you know adding um you know beautiful woods inside the drawers and and stains that match you know some of the other components in the kitchen so that it's just um aesthetically you know really pretty when you pull them open it's not just about functionality so um so yeah so I think one other one other thing that's kind of been a big hit um that it wasn't entirely expecting is, um, these diagonal pots and, and lids drawers that allow you to kind of slide your pans in at an angle and, um, kind of takes up, you know, a fair bit of the drawer, but you find that because it just makes it so easy to reach in and grab exactly what you want, yeah. um, that, that, that those have ended up being really popular.
0: And, you know, I, now that people are spending a lot more time at home, I'm wondering how have your clients' organizational needs evolved during the pandemic? Like, what changing needs do you anticipate having to fill uh, now and in the near future?
1: I think that, um, you know, what we're seeing is, is, it's interesting, is that there's just more more cooking going on. There's more people in the kitchen. Um, And I just think in general, um, because people are home more, they have this this need to feel more organized I think um and to have things kept more tidy I just think from um from a psychological perspective um I think we're all seeing this you know um Mm -hmm. whether it's our desktops um that we're all needing more emphasis on having things organized um where you can find things quickly so um it just psychologically helps us I think through stressful times so yeah um I think that that that's why I think more people are, are reaching out to me saying, you know, really, we've got to redo our kitchen, you know, Absolutely. because they've spent so much more time in a, you know, we're, we're not, we're not able to order out. We're not able to eat out that much. <laughs> um, and so we're all cooking more. And so there's just that much more focus on the organizational needs. Um, in it, so in addition to that, I think we're also seeing that the kitchen is, um, just having to accommodate more people at once. And so I think people are realizing that it's it's not just about kind of that primary user of the kitchen. It's really about the whole family's needs. Um, so we're thinking, we're kind of thinking more about, you know, the homework it gets done in the kitchen and do we need space mm-hmm. for that? Um, does the kitchen serve as a secondary office space? Um, and if it does you know i'm not I'm not always one to you know tuck in uh, a desk in the corner um because they find that those things the desks are often just spaces to gather stuff. <laughs> <It's> um, <true. laughs> so, yeah, so the desks would become you know a space to just sort of um gather stuff. And yep. I'm trying to think about about it more as places where actual work gets done. Um, right. so in some cases we're we're creating workspaces on the island. Um, and so we'll have a little desk drawer that might accommodate you know some of the some of the you know, pens and pencils and just little things that you might need, mm-hmm. um, a charger drawer, um and in some cases, files. you know, and we can we can tuck those into islands into you know the the, the seating area on an island super easily. And then someone literally has a space that they can sit and do work um, and stay out of the main cook's way. Um, Or maybe they are the main cook, but they're just sort of stepping over to the side and doing some work while something is is simmering on the stove. Um, So kind of thinking about creating those additional workspaces and kind of almost these micro workspaces, Mm -hmm. um, places that can multitask, um, because I think the kitchen has become an area that really needs to be able to multitask. Yeah. And, um, and you have to kind of think about the storage from that perspective too. Um, so it's, it, and sometimes it's just, you know, it might just be converting a drawer or two, but it makes all the difference and, and, and making sure there's an electrical outlet there, um, or a charging drawer it might just be little decisions like that, that can make all the difference in how the kitchen functions for the family.
0: And, you know, it, it's... doing business as a design business during a pandemic isn't just about, you know, changing client needs, you know, what practices do you think are helping your business continue to be successful during this time? And, and, you know, what have you learned about doing business during a pandemic? Oh,
1: that's that's such an interesting question because I feel like I'm, I'm still learning. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we all will be for some time. I, I think, you know, one thing I've learned is that, um, Oftentimes, time spent on the site or even at the client's house isn't always the most productive, and that's been that's been an interesting learning for me um, because there's always always been this sort of perception that you know you're not you can't really be the designer unless you're there on site and checking up on things yeah. and um, and I think that a lot of times you know as it is sort of in the business world you know that that sort of time can be um, inefficient. You know, um, sometimes you'll catch things that are important, but um, I, I've also found that I can be really efficient. We can get a lot of work done um, over Zoom calls right. where we're really, yeah, where we're really just focused on the drawings in front of us um, where we don't have distractions of what's going on around us. Um, and we can really, really focus on the details of um, of a kitchen layout, kitchen mill work, that sort of thing, because um, those things are in in many respects, it's it can be really daunting to have all of these details that you have to go through with a client. Um, the clients can really get overwhelmed sure. um, and exhausted, honestly. Um, and it's nice to be able to do that in sort of a quiet, you know, very focused environment, mm-hmm. and also be able to pick pick it up over various sessions. So I've found that the Zoom tool, you know, having the screen share and so on, um, has been really nice um, in terms of getting through that process um, in a really focused way and then we can focus on looking at samples and colors and the things where we need to be in person um, in a separate meeting so so that's been that's been an interesting learning um, I also you know the whole wellness thing is another oh, yeah. huge piece of it that um, we are trying to learn you know what what is the role of of the kitchen designer what what things do we need to figure out to be able to do better um to enhance the wellness of our clients and for me that's been that's been a big um a big learning push and you know attending um attending the session with uh wellness within your walls has been interesting and, and just learning, you know, how different surfaces can make a difference. Um, and, you know, all the things that we can do to, to make the space work better for our clients. It's, it's, and it's also been interesting learning what, um, what the concerns are for the client, because in some cases or many cases, honestly, they're not putting a lot of thought into that yet.
0: Sure.
1: They're not, they're not sort of looking at the pandemic and saying, I, I now need to live differently um, they're, they are sort of looking at it saying, well, I'm home a lot more, um, but they're not necessarily thinking about how their kitchen design, um, you know, factors into their wellness. Right. So that's been, that's been interesting. And I, that might be, um, a regional thing. It may be that, um, clients in other areas are thinking about that more, but that's been kind of an interesting discovery for me. Um, so I feel like, in a sense, I'm the one who may need to be pushing more on saying these are the things that you need to consider, yeah. Um, because they're not, yeah.
0: Well, I know you were already considering mental wellness in in your designs before, so it, it's oh, interesting absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. It's 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 probably more about you know, for me, it's more about the antimicrobial and you know things of that nature, yeah. um, that. We, you know, how much more do we need to think about that? What do we need to learn about it? You know, it's been interesting to me learning about the antimicrobial properties of various metals um, and, you know, realizing that stainless isn't, doesn't have those qualities like you might expect it to um, and things of of that nature and thinking, hey, you know, maybe the industry needs to pick up on some of these things and there's room to develop some new products here. Um, So it is kind of, I think, going to be, a long-term trend where we're going to also need to see the industry um, bringing out some, some new products, whether it's um, the cycles in the dishwasher or, you know, it's different metal surfaces, all of that. There's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities I think to, um, to bring out new products that will help with that.
0: Yeah, definitely a good learning and growing opportunity.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, the pandemic has been um, a challenge, but I think, I think that the the piece of it coming out of it that I wasn't expecting was how it was going to generate so much more interest and, you know, push towards um, people working in their homes. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that just keeping up with the demand lately has been a huge challenge for me and, and trying to figure out how to, how to balance the demands of, um, you know, consulting and doing, you know, full-blown projects and, and all that has been, you know, it's, it's learning how to juggle and multitask at a whole new level. Not the worst problem to have. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not, but it'll be interesting to see, um, to see how it kind of continues, um, as we kind of roll into the next year.
0: Absolutely. On that note, thank you so much, Sarah. This has been a really great conversation.
1: Oh, yeah. This has been so much fun to talk to you about this. Um, these are, you know, such interesting, evolving topics. So
0: it's true. Um, interesting it was great times. to join you today. All right. Yeah. You take care. All right. All right. Thank you. You too. KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com.